0: Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 Hospital System and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences, VIVE in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, here we are, interview in action. Last day of the VIVE event here in Nashville. I'm here with Erica Williams. Welcome, looking forward to to the conversation. And your role with Ascension is?
1: I am the regional technology officer. So within Ascension, we have about 139 hospitals across 19 states and I'm responsible for the Texas Ministry. So that includes soon to be 14 hospitals, 150-ish clinics and other sites of care.
0: Regional technology officer, is that more akin to a CTO or like a regional I know, I know you don't have regional CIOs, I'm <laughs> not trying to make an announcement. It's
1: similar to a regional CIO. The structure's the same.
0: So you're interacting with the individual ministries, which is hospitals, individual hospitals and, yeah. and medical groups,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and listening to them, understanding their needs, making sure projects go well in that region. Is that exactly. essentially it? Yes. Wow. So we're at the end of the conference. When you were coming here, what were you looking to engage? Was there a specific technology or set of conversations you were looking to have?
1: I was pretty open-minded. The technologies I and mean, we're all looking for things that other people have solved some issue and of course anything that's around patient experience, clinician experience I mean, those are all interoperability, those are all kind of things that pique our interest so honestly I was part of the hosted buyer program and that was a really great experience so opportunity to just have kind of that speed dating and learn about the different vendors and what problems they're solving and connecting those dots of what, where it might fit.
0: How many buyer meetings, did you have? I did eight. Eight? Yes. Okay. I've heard it from both sides that those are a really good experience.
1: Yes. And I've also, I mean, previously with Chime, there's also the focus group. So it's kind of that, but in a different spin. And I enjoy both just because it's an opportunity to learn.
0: Well, the focus groups are interesting to me because it almost felt like we were talking to their product team and saying, hey, this is what we need you to do. And I think they had them here, but they were like. Were they on Saturday?
1: They were early. Or Sunday. It was interesting, it wasn't as integrated into the meeting as the Fall Forum is.
0: Yeah, and that's, when people ask me about this conference now, I'm gonna say, last year it was two conferences happened near each other. And this time, what really happened is the VIVE conference became one. Right. And a lot of the things we will experience in the Chime Fall Forum were pushed outside. Yes. The focus groups were pushed outside and, and some of the Other traditional things like we would normally have a five agenda we'd have speakers we'd hear Mm -hmm. things and that kind of stuff and that really went by the wayside and this became the really the show
1: I love that it was all integrated to your point so everything's on the floor yeah so it really encourages people to stay in in one place
0: yeah there's a stage there there that corner that corner and yeah.
1: and crossing back and forth and getting, you know.
0: So you, you had an opportunity to spend some time with your peers. What were some of the conversations that you were looking to have and what kind of conversations did you have while you were here?
1: So that what I love most about these events is the networking aspect. So right. I have a core group of lady executives and who are really core to support, both personally and professionally. And so I, I love those opportunities to just hear, You know, it, it always feels good to know I'm not alone in things that I'm trying to solve. Right. And it's all people, processes, technology, and honestly it all usually begins and ends with the people and what we can do to support our teams, grow our teams, create that engagement because that's truly the foundation for us accomplishing anything.
0: It's one of the things I appreciate about the lady executives mm-hmm. is, You guys have formed a group a phenomenal peer group and Mm -hmm. but i found and and we're trying to address this but i found over the years that people let that those groups atrophy Mm -hmm. they get so i mean the job is so taxing and some years you can't go to conferences you can't see them and that kind of stuff but you guys tend to reach out to each other in between the meetings and Mm -hmm. and find ways to connect that's invaluable i mean I was just talking to somebody and they said, hey, I heard your, I, I gave 10 rules of marketing to healthcare CIS. And one of the rules was, understand that their first phone call on what should I do, to, what's a good solution for this, is to other CIOs. Mm-hmm. And so that network is so valuable. How do you maintain that network? It's not formal, is it?
1: No, it's, it's really not. It's grown organically over the years, and you know we add people to the team and the groups, and we work with each other to mentor each other and coach each other, and really, oh, well, this person was just going through that, and we'll connect you to this person or that person. And so it's just, a to your point, a really organic, amazing group of women that are just supportive of each other and helping each other grow and be successful.
0: I I saw one of those conversations between, so the one executive was essentially saying, look, I've been interim for like forever. Yeah, Like they won't give me the job. Mm -hmm. And I I saw the coaching that went on. I saw the, and it was, there's so much wisdom because it, it comes from years of experience. That's right. And it, it was just exceptional.
1: Yeah. And one of the things that I learned, or it was a seminar that I went to, and it was all about the importance of having your own board of directors, so your personal board of directors. And the exercise was, draw a table, put eight chairs, and make sure you have your chairs filled. And people will come on and off as a traditional board of directors, but it's important to, to make sure you have that. And that was years and years ago and has become so relevant and something that I remind my team and others of. Who is your personal board of directors? Who's on your team and helping you both professionally and personally? Alex's Lemonade Stand was started by my daughter, Alex, in her front yard. By the time she was four, she knew there was more that could be done. And she told us she was going to have a lemonade stand and she wanted to give the money to her doctor so they could help kids like her. It was cute, right? She's going to cure cancer with a lemonade stand. Like only a four-year-old would think that. But from day one, it just exceeded anything we could have imagined because people responded so generously to her.
0: We are working to give back and are excited to partner with Alex's Lemonade Stand this year. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. At Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, they understand the personal side of the diagnosis the resources needed and the impact that funded research can have for better treatments and more cures. You can get more information about them at alexslemonade.org. We are asking you to join us. You can hit our website. There's a banner at the top and it says Alex's Lemonade Stand there. You can click on that and give money directly to the lemonade stand itself. Now back to the show. That's how I met Sushade. I was reading her stuff when I was a CIO, and I'm like, I need a, I need a group of personal directors. And I reached out mm-hmm. to her, and she's like, I'd love to do that, and yes. I was like, it's, it's fantastic. And the other thing I appreciated about her is she had a different perspective. She'd been in mm-hmm. academic medical centers, and Northeast CIO. It's interesting, my experience early on was, the East and West felt like two different groups of people. like mm-hmm. Because with some of these things, you get together regionally and whatnot, right. and I just didn't know the the people on the East Coast, because I was a West Coast CIO. Mm-hmm. And I'm and sure is- you're a mid... Is Texas Midwest? What is Texas? Texas,
1: Texas? is Texas. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really I- conform with anything else. <laughs> uh,
0: so what are we going to be seeing over the next couple of years? I mean, you have some really innovative people at Ascension. You have Ascension Ventures. You're bringing in you know, yes. new things to that effect. How do you perceive healthcare changing over the next 10 years is too much, five years?
1: Right. So. We've been talking about it for a while, but continuing to evolve to consumerism. So that's a lot of focus nationally with my organization, some exciting things. CIO Guggen has shared is one of the things is interoperability so we've been talking about that forever too but there's always opportunity and we're continuing to get better and better and better for our clinicians to be able to both within the walls of our organization because we have multiple EHR systems to create that longitudinal record for them external leveraging superhighways, so to speak versus point-to-point initiatives and then really exciting is our organization is developing our digital front door the my account and that's our patient portal strategy so it presents that one look and feel for our customers regardless of where they're where they're going
0: well and one of the things that people may or may not know about Ascension is probably as an institution has the most EHRs mm-hmm. of any institution which makes that digital front door really important because you want the experience for the the patients to mm-hmm. be pretty uniform and pretty seamless.
1: Right, so regardless of where they come, they feel they are at ascension, and it doesn't matter what's happening in the background, whether it's or Cerner or Epic or whatever the case may be.
0: So that intelligent interoperability becomes a really key thing. And actually, when I came in, we couldn't really do interoperability back in 2012. I mean, we were doing it, but there's a lot of point-to-point, brittle kind of things. Mm I'm happy to say as I walk around this floor and I look at some of the solutions and have some conversations, we were way past getting the data from point A to point B, and now we're talking about tracking lineage, normalizing that data, keeping the raw data, but normalizing it, making it transparent to the clinician and whatnot. I mean, there's a lot of I think really exciting things, and I, I don't know if it's 21st century cures or just the need.
1: Mm-hmm. Both. It's both. Of course in the hand, I think, obviously, but the need is there. And to your point, it's not just sharing information to say, I've checked this box. It's presenting in a way that's meaningful for yep. both internally and externally for it to be usable. So it's not just a bunch of data and a sheet that you can't find in some weird place in the chart. It's within the workflow of the clinicians and it's truly meaningful and usable.
0: Yeah, we've, got, we've gotten past the regulatory checkbox. Yes. And that is or, really true. Yes,
1: but well, we have some work to do. But
0: Erica, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. Appreciate
0: it. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines. And it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We wanna thank our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix, who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.